Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. It is now time to get your ticket punched on the crazy train for the second hour of power with Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. God, I love how that rhymes. Anyway, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live and we are taking your phone calls with your questions, comments, whatever at 414 799 1250. That's 799 1250. Or you can email us live at ceo guys at yahoo.com. Yeah. What? <coughs> oh. Uh oh. He's having a heart attack over there. <laughs> Quick. What was it? Uh, 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 and, he's calling to his wife. Oh. What, uh, the uh, 70s Red TV. Fox. Yeah. Uh, uh, Come I, on, Liz! I'm coming Liz, to join you, Lizbeth. 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 Oh, he'd get a pain look on. He'd raise his left arm up. <laughs> coming to join you, Lizbeth. I'm having the big one. <laughs> I'm coming to join you, honey. He was funny, um, man. And by the way, I was being facetious before when I said uh, sports update at the top of the hour, in case anybody thought it was seven o'clock at that time. Yeah, we don't want to throw no. people off on the time. No. Hey, um. 706, um, by the way. Been a lot of talk this week about after the tragedy in Las Vegas about mm-hmm. these bump stocks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, had you heard about those prior, Tom? We were selling those at Sherpers uh, three, four years ago. No kidding. Oh, yeah. We were selling them there. They're made by Surefire. And uh, you know how they work, Danny, right? Do you know? Yeah. I uh, Here's what happened. A couple of years ago, I was having some problems with my... Uh, semi-autos doubling when I was at the range. In mm-hmm. other words, I pulled the trigger and ba-boom. Yeah. And what I found was it wasn't the firearm. It was the way in which I was engaging. I'm shooting it with such... I, I'm being almost too too slow on my trigger squeeze where I'm mm-hmm. just going light, light, super, super light, and I'm holding... I'm not... I don't have the, the uh, firearm anchored super secure. And then when my finger would trip off around the gun would kind of jump and my finger would still be still be kind of yeah, tight in there yeah, and yeah. A, a double would go off. I, yeah. It's hard to describe it, but I re- went online and read that some people had the same thing with certain firearms where what they were doing, causing it to double. And then I did a little bit of reading on it and I found out that there were 
modifications that some people mm-hmm. sometimes do that can be done mm-hmm. to and that's kind of what with that bump thing well, is kind of what it's it, doing. Yeah, it's, you you hold your finger onto the trigger, okay? And then you what you do is you're you're pulling the trigger and then you push the the your the foregrip with your left hand, you know, you push it forward and that basically fires off the first round. And then the the action after that, you know, uh first shell goes off, it keeps moving the stock back and forth. Your finger stays the same. Right. And and it you'll rip off thirty rounds. You got a thirty round clip. It'll rip it off in about two and a half three seconds. I mean, it goes pretty quick. It's an expensive uh, three seconds. That's did for you sure. ever shoot one at yeah, all? Yeah, my friend Sal has one. You did. And, and you know, here's the thing: uh, when those first came out, uh, you know, when we first were selling them at the store, it came with a letter from the ATF that said, "Yeah, these are perfectly legal because." Basically, nothing was. You can't screw around with the firing pin mechanism, and that's what would make a, turning a semi-automatic into a fully that's, automatic. That's what would make. There's it other modifications. That yeah, people can that do. Would, internal modifications, right, which would, aren't all that hard to make. No, I guess. but that's someone who knows yeah, what they're doing. Right, but that would be illegal to do. But the bump stock had nothing to do with that. Okay, so that's why they were legal. The ATF said, "Yeah, this is okay." And at the time, Danny, at the time, I even said. I said, I can't believe that they're that they're letting this go because it 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 basically yeah it turns your semi-automatic into an, a fully automatic gun and and I said I just can't believe I said you watch somewhere down the road I said they're gonna look at this again and say nah we better not allow this you know I and I think that's what they're doing now so from my says. from my perspective uh, I shoot you know what I. Uh, Maybe I'll get some gun owners mad at me, but I don't. I don't think they ever should have made that made that legal. If I, there's a reason that fully automatic firearms aren't legal, yeah, they never should have made that and, legal. And, I know, mean, just because they're <clears throat> technically they're not messing with the firing pin right, mechanism right. to modify right. it, the end result is the same. That's right, why right. this isn't allowed. So this output, and just because the input put is different. Uh, the output's the same, and we don't want out, want that output. You don't yeah. want a fully automatic right. firing. And you know the funny thing is, you're honest, law-abiding citizens, and we sold a number of those bump stocks. You know, from Surefire. I mean, I it was a sure, yeah. And I'm Surefire. guessing it's just you know, f- fun to it, do. You're yeah, going, but it, you can't but, really shoot accurately like no, that. No, oh no, they're all over the place. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is that you know, for the decent law-abiding gun owner, you know, yeah, they're just something fun to play with, whatever, you know. But so is all, dynamite. All it takes is just yeah, one nut job. <laughs> you know what I mean? To, to screw it up. You know that's why it's always pointed out. You know that it, it's it's the gun cannot do it by itself. It's an inanimate object. You gotta have a nut job behind the gun who does the the, the criminal activities with it. You know I mean, and there is no law on the books that will ever stop the nut job from acquiring guns and using them in a criminal way. Yeah. There's no law in the books that will ever stop that because you can have all the laws you want. The criminals are car- called criminals for a reason because they don't care about laws. They don't care about gun laws. So, but that that's that that's true. Yeah. But I guess the point being is why do we have to have those yeah, things? You know, I, and I let's, agree. Let's I agree. not we make it really... as easy as possible for yeah. them as, as, in the same breath. Yeah. So 
I, I guess Congress is uh, looking at that now and gonna and the ATF and they might do some reevaluation on it. But and uh, matter of fact, over at Sherpers and Hills Corners, uh, now we haven't sold them in a while because the price was coming down and because they were kind of expensive at first. You yeah, know? prices come down and then I there's still some there, but they put them on the side. They're on the floor. Well, I, you somewhere. know what's going to happen? I guarantee oh, what's going to happen. Sales have gone up with them now. Oh, everybody's yeah. now. Once you know you can't have something, it's the everybody's going to go. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I got a confession here. I'll probably get some more people kind of angry at me. Um, when I go to, I really don't like, I really don't like the AKs, all those black guns and stuff. I really don't like them. I go to. You mean the, like I, the, the like the ARs and all that? Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't. I, I like to see a nice bolt action pump. I like oh, to see. Oh, the looks of them are sport, cool. yeah, sporting. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. You know, I, I I know there's people that are fans of them. Yeah. But you know what? Nowadays, you go to the range, and you got all kinds of meatheads with these things. And some of them, they've um, got the, uh, the uh, is it the, um, well, there's, what what is it the uh, uh, to to keep the recoil from uh, um, being so, but they're louder than can oh, be. Oh, sup- is it the no? There's the suppressor. There's no. the, um, I don't know, but they've they've got it modified, and uh, so the recoil uh, vents vents out some of the gases to lower the recoil. Oh, okay. And they're loud as can be. So okay. you got some with some big thing sticking on the end of his barrel, and I'm trying to sight in, right? You're carefully squeezing off. You're trying to get your minute angle group. And you got someone just bam, bam, bam. And you got, you, I, I just, uh, I, I just could do without it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's every, everybody's gone crazy on those things. Well, I don't like them. I, I got to admit, the, the ARs, the AKs, you know, they're, they're muzzle fun. break. Yeah, muzzle, muzzle break, break is what I was looking for. They're, they're fun. They're fun to shoot. And, and, and actually, they are pretty accurate, uh, you know. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, Pretty good. I can, well, now they're making yeah. them where they're viable for yeah. hunting. Oh, yeah. I, I, I get oh, it. Yeah. I know some people like them. Yeah. But <clears throat> if I could go back in time, walking in in 1960s into Nikolai's Sporting Goods in Green Bay and mm-hmm. just seeing the firearms that I like yeah. to use to hunt with on the wall, yeah, I'd yeah. be just as happy. Yeah. And you know what's what a lot of guys like about them, too, is that uh, you can add so many different things to them. You know, you can add a lot of things. So. Well, they're, no, I mean, they're, they're compatible to different things. I guess we all like our toys and we yeah. like to trick everything yeah. out and this and that. Yeah. And, exactly. Um, but uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Okay, we, we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we have the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub out there on beautiful Pewaukee Lake Kitty Corner from uh, Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shot, it, and and I'm sure they're going to have the Wisconsin game on, the Badger game on tonight at seven o'clock, and they got a kajillion TVs all around that place. So no matter where you're sitting, you can watch a game, you can eat some food, you can have a few drinks, you can be talking with the friends, you can be betting a few pretzels on the game or whatever. But we'll be doing that when we come back. So be a contestant, win a ten dollar gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub, and. Uh, Beat us or tie us in the NFL football picking contest. We'll be right back. 414-799-1250. Thank you, Greg. 414-799-1250. We're sure glad you're here to produce for us. 799-1250. Grab a hunk of sausage for that one, buddy. It's over there on the table. We'll be right back with more. It is now time 
for the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub. Greg, how did we do last week? All right, last week, everybody on the panel here went 2-1, and one, except for the callers. Callers went 0-3. Oh, see, they ought, to, they ought to listen to us guys. The <laughs> callers, though, were leading yeah. the yearly record, and now our entire show, as well as the callers, we're all 8-9 and nine for the season. We're all 8-9. and nine. Well, that's going to change this week. And by the way, Greg, you always tease me about my locks of the week. But they're not your locks. Twice in a row. But they're not your locks. What do you mean? You hear the locks from somebody else. Well, well I okay, it wasn't a lock. He didn't say it was a lock, but I did hear it from somebody else during the week on last Friday. So, you know, when I picked, uh, uh, what do you call it, Carolina. So, but I was going to go with them anyway. <laughs> Okay, let's take us away. All uh, right, who, we have uh, we have Nick from Milwaukee on the line. Good morning, Nick. Morning. Are you up on your uh, NFL picking stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Looking right. forward to the game on uh, Sunday. Go pack, go. Oh there yeah. You go. All right, we'll let Greg take. All it right, over we're going to start off in the college ranks. We have the Wisconsin Badgers traveler traveling to Lincoln, Nebraska tonight to take on the Cornhuskers. Wisconsin is giving giving Nebraska ten and a half points. Nick, who you got? I got Wisconsin. Yet Wisconsin. Tom, this, this is going to be interesting. I, you know, that's a that's a tough point spread right there at ten and a half. I hate that hook. But uh, you know what? I. This is t- I'm gonna I'm gonna take Nebraska in the points. All right, Bushy, Nebraska. I'm gonna take Nebraska as well. That's a big spread for the yeah. Uh, that is that's for that, the home team to yeah to be down and they play Nebraska tough. Yeah, but so. Nebraska plays them tough at home. So, but I think Wisconsin will win. But I agree. I it's just, that's a big spread. They'll be, they'll win by ten. That hook is gonna catch Nick. <laughs> All right. NFL ranks. We got Carolina at Detroit. Detroit is giving Carolina two and a half. Nick, who you got? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Detroit on this one. Detroit. All right, Bushy. Detroit is giving Carolina two and a half. Uh, Detroit. Tom? It's another tough one. I'm going to go against the green. I'm going to go with Carolina. I am going to go with Bushy and Nick. I'm going to go with Detroit. I don't think Carolina is that good. I think they just—they're not that good. They—they—they they, they got lucky against against New England that their defense is just so porous. All right, next game on the docket: Minnesota is at Chicago. Minnesota. This is the Monday night game. Minnesota is giving Chicago two and a half. Nick, who you got? I got Minnesota. Minnesota. Tom? Uh, who's playing quarterback for Minnesota this week? They're saying all indications are that Sam Bradford will be the starting quarterback. And Mitchell Trubisky will be making his first career yeah. start against the Minnesota Vikings. Your lock of the week will be the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Bushy? Um... I'll go with... Uh, Take the Bears, Bushy. They're hot. 
red hot. <laughs> After they just got smoked by Green Bay by 21. And, hey, Trubisky, he's hot. You got to go with Minnesota. <laughs> if you're talking Bradford, Trubisky, that's all you got. Yeah. The more experienced quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Final game of the week. Packers at Dallas. Dallas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Nick, Green Bay or Dallas? Uh, this is going to be a tough one. I'm going to go Cowboys on this one. The Cowboys. <laughs> Bushy. I'll go with the Cowboys. Tom? Well, you two guys, Nick and Bushy, are wrong because the Packers are going to win by a half a point. I hope I'm wrong. Aren't you going to ask me how do they get a half a point? (laughs) They're going to win by that half a point. Uh, Yeah, they're going to win, but I'm taking the Packers. All right, I will take the Packers as well. I don't think Dallas is... As good as they were last year, their defense is struggling right now, especially their secondary. Greg, so, Greg that could be another lock of the week, you know. The the half a point victory? Yeah. <laughs> well, the Packers winning, that could be another lock of the week. Yeah, I don't know if you can or, have two locks in a week. Oh, okay, well, then we'll have a shoe-in. A One shoe-in. lock and a shoe-in. <laughs> Rather. Good hey, luck, what's Nick. What's my record so far? All right, far? Nick. Thank All you, right. buddy. We'll see you. How am I doing uh, this year? Eight you and are nine. eight and nine. You started out. Hot out the gates. Uh, actually, you start out even, and then you went to four and five, and then eight and nine. Yeah, we're all eight, eight and nine. nine. We're all eight and nine. Yeah, that's what Greg nine. was saying. If you would have been paying attention over there, I'm sorry, instead yeah. of reading your magazine, we're all <laughs> eight and nine for the year. Everybody's eight and nine. Well, this is going to make a difference, and I. I took a couple of plays that you guys didn't, so we'll see if this is no, going to make a difference. No, me and you have exactly the same. You no, took care- I, no I, I, you didn't. You, take- I have Detroit. You have Carolina. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this is gonna. Somebody's gonna be one up. Somebody's gonna be one down. So. Bushy differs from me with Dallas, and he differs with you. Yeah. You well, took Green two, Bay. I took Green Bay. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't see. I, I can't see Green Bay. And you know what? Did you hear? They're getting Mike Daniels back. Um. Um. And 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 it looks like oh uh, what's looks this? like both tackles are going to play both as well. Both tackles are going to play. Balaga and Bakhtiari. Yeah. And uh, but it's and, in Dallas, right? It is in and, Dallas. Uh, well, uh, what's the linebacker's name with the club on his hand? Uh, Nick Perry. Nick Perry's going to play. John Anderson. Well, he already played Nick last Perry, year. Yeah, but I'm just saying that hey, they're they're getting guys back. Starting uh, to get a little healthy. Devontae Adams. They won't know until they won't know until they but, get on wait, the plane. Wait, wait, wait. They won't know until they get That's on the plane. That's all BS. There's no way Devontae Adams is going to play. No way. That they're just they, he got it. There's no way with the concussion thing the way it is now. That's just yeah. all. That's all just smoke and mirrors. That's oh, the, Bill Belichick. Well, he stuff. practiced. Yeah. Yeah. He, practice is one thing. They don't in, hit you in practice. No, they were in pads. They don't hit you in practice anymore. Well, the thing well, with the concussion bump, protocol, they just you. <laughs> the nice thing with concussion. Well, not the nice thing. The nice thing for the Packers is that the game was on Thursday. So that gave the last game was on Thursday, so that gives you extended time to yeah. to recover. But he has to get. Time, but they got to give him at least two week protocol there. The thing with concussions though is that concussions you could have, <coughs> you could just be walking out of the door mm-hmm. and trip and bump your head, and it's nothing big, and you could get a concussion, and you could have concussion system, symptoms for two months, what? or you could get in a car accident and bump your head bad. 
and you only have symptoms for three we, days. Yeah. I mean, there are different variations, and that's why they keep testing them all the time. Well, but the thing is, is that uh, he's got to be okayed by the medical staff before they get on that plane. Yeah. Yeah. If Adams is on the plane, that means he's playing. If he ain't on the plane, that means he's not playing because he's they be got to be playing him. video games. I'm telling you. I. Yeah. I. Okay, I'll be shocked if he's playing. I, I don't know. But you know what? I don't really think they need him. And I got to ask Greg a question. Well, don't we have Geronimo? Yes. We do. Yeah, we, you got Geronimo. Gotta, you know, Greg, I got to ask you favorite. a question. Where did that ever come from? What? Geronimo? When, no, World when, when, War II, when it, basically when the paratrooper, when they were uh, jumping from the plane, I think the airborne uh, would yell, Geronimo. He was a great uh, Indian warrior chief, and I think that's why they yelled, Geronimo! That was their war cry. I could be wrong on that, but okay. somehow I yeah, heard that. Yeah, it's, it's actually something different. It is and, something and we different. Ta- we talked about Did it a couple, about years, a couple years ago, and I can't remember. Right. I'll think about it, but it was something I like my a little story, bit. though. Oh, yeah. Well, we were... T- we were uh, God, oh, we were joking around about it, too. But anyway, Greg, I got a question for you. Last week when I was watching the Minnesota game... Yes. And I didn't know this, all right? Uh, but I saw nothing you don't know. on the sideline uh, or in a play or something. Um, the guy, uh, what's his name? The guy who was the receiver for Wisconsin was with, got drafted by the Packers, got hurt right away, and then Abadaris? Yeah, Abadaris. He's on Minnesota's team. Yeah, I did not oh, know Detroit that. Detroit released him. He's with Minnesota now. Oh, he was with Detroit. Yeah, and now he's with Minnesota. Yeah, is he playing? No. I, he's I just on the. I just saw the back. The back. Yeah, yeah. I saw the name on the back of it, and I said, "Wait a minute, he's he's on their team now." Oh. Well, talk about a guy yeah. that can't stay healthy. That's that's one of them. Yeah. That's a shame. My brother bumped into his parents uh, a while back. Yeah, because because his my brother's kids used to go to school with with yeah. You know who's a big uh, uh, cowboy fan? No, he's still with the Lions. Well, what are who, you talking who, about, who Tom? Played, Minnesota. Minnesota played the Lions. Yeah. Oh well, then it, okay. Then he had a lion jersey on. I I I didn't Purple know. jersey. I'm not watching White it jersey. that close. <laughs> yeah, he's still with the Lions. Oh, then. okay. Yeah, he's yeah. on the roster, I, but he's he's he hasn't he's been okay. scratched from a couple games. Okay. Well, anyway, you know who's a you know who's a big uh, uh, cowboy <laughs> fan, and we had him on the show a number of years ago. Our old former sheriff. Clark? Yep, David Clark, big cowboy fan. Oh, but his wife has got season tickets to the Packers. <laughs> I, I, anyway, I, I just even, thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny. He's a cowboy fan. Well, That's he wears ridiculous. cowboy hats. Yeah, well, he wears a cowboy hat and cowboy boots, he rides a horse. A cowboy fan. I wonder if he can ride a well, horse. They are not a, a the Dallas fan. is not America's team. No, they're not. not. It's the pack. not. Packers are. Packers. Are. I think team more did they used to call South America's team. What team was that? Probably the Cowboys. They, no, maybe it was <laughs> Miami. Miami. They called it no. South America's. They would know that it was Back probably the when Cowboys. There was a lot of rampant, uh, you know, it's, allegations of. It's probably the Cowboys doing bad things. Oh, that was the Cowboys. They still do bad things. Yeah, they America's still do bad things. They got Jerry Jones, who nobody likes. <laughs> All right, we got to go to a Me break. And Jerry are pretty good buddies. Oh yeah, I was grouse uh, hunting with them a yeah, week ago. Okay. Okay, we got to go to a break. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors here on 105.7 FM. The fans, stay tuned for more.
Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. 799-1250. If you got a hunting or fishing report, give us a call. And uh, I'll give my little hunting report here, Tom. Yeah. That, can I do that? Okay, so last yeah. week I got a bug up my butt to drive up to Sparta up to the uh, hunting land to uh, check on my trail cam. Now, I had 73 pictures on my trail cam, but nothing but does mm-hmm. and fawns. In fact, I had one fawn with spots on it. Really? Now, this, I set the cam out like a month ago, so mm-hmm. it was probably early, mid-September. Mm-hmm. But uh, driving down the road yesterday by uh, Waukesha there, I saw a, a tiny, tiny fawn. I mean, I didn't see the side of the, it. Was, I saw a tail end in the ditch feeding. Mm-hmm. There's some, I think there were some ones really dropped late this year. There's some small, mm-hmm. small fawns and others that are bigger. Um, but anyway, I got does and fawns and it's really comical, Tom, because somehow you'll get some where their, their nose is right at the camera where yeah. they're staring at it, like yeah. with a dumb look on their face, like, what's that? Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't know if they see the red light flash or they're oh, just, sure. but sometimes it's comical. And then sometimes you'll get a blank picture. And then sometimes you'll get just the rump of a deer as it's, mm-hmm. as it's going, as it's going through. Um, but I, uh, I checked that out. Then I went across and set up a new ground blind because, uh, I had one that it eventually gotten just tore up. And as I'm setting up the ground blind about mid after, well, maybe about three o'clock in the afternoon, um, I had my truck parked along the woods edge. I, I'm setting up the blind behind the truck. And I go to walk to the truck, and I look, and there's a buck standing broadside looking at me about 60 yards away. Had I had my crossbow and wanted to try and plug it, uh, I could have, but it was a nice-looking one. And then I looked, and there's a doe, and they're feeding in the bean field there. So I go back to working on my uh, setting up the stand, trying to stake it down and stuff. And all of a sudden, I hear running. Mm -hmm. And I look, and there's a beautiful buck running across the field about 100 yards away, Big, wide, white rack. Yeah. Oh, now, whether wow. it was out feeding in the beans when I was on the other side of the truck, because they're used to seeing vehicles yeah, on the right, field. People right. are there all the time. Or it just came out to haul butt across the field. And a nice-looking buck. So uh, definitely a shooter. So I'm getting fired up. I probably won't be going till next weekend, after the mm-hmm. show on Saturday. Because mm-hmm. I got Monday off. So after oh, the show yeah. on Saturday, I'm going to go up and I'm going to hunt Saturday night, Sunday morning. Sunday night, and I got to decide, am I going to take the bow? Because I've been shooting the bow a lot. I sighted in the crossbow while I was up there, shot it out to 60 yards. Those things are just amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I really think I'm going to get a shot at a big buck, I want to have the crossbow. But yet I'd like to plug one with. But I'm going to take both, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was an interesting story I saw this week. I Now, I might be wrong on a couple of points, but I think it was South Dakota but uh, this, these people have a uh, like a farm over there, and something uh, a cougar was coming in and killing their some of their sheep, their chickens, even killed one of their pet cats. You know, so they're having problems. So this fourteen-year-old kid, what a, I like this kid. I don't even know him, but I like him already. They, I guess they had one of these little plastic houses out in the backyard or someplace. Like maybe he's got a younger brother or sister or whatever they're sitting there. Well, he goes out there in that little plastic house out. with a 30-odd six, and he's sitting there, and here comes the cougar, right? And the cougar's going over to where they keep their sheep, and uh, the kid plugs him one shot. Downed cougar. <laughs> 
I like that. I like. I like to see that. 14 years old. 14 years old. I like that initiative. (laughs) Now, (laughs) did he have a cougar tag? I have no idea what Do they have the to put the tag on the cougars there, or is it non-tagging <laughs> like Wisconsin? I don't know. Don't, don't you know. tag cougars? Oh. Don't know. Oh, oh that was no. a good one. You don't tag cougars, <laughs> they tag <Thank> you. you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. A good yeah. one, Greg. All right. Yeah, boy, you're on good after things. being sick for a couple of weeks. Yeah, there. Have another I'll piece see. of sausage. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the cougar said. Oh, oh, oh stop, stop him. He's on a roll. He's <laughs> like butter. He's on a roll. Yeah, we're going to call you butter from now on. Oh, you're on a roll. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. Any other fishing reports that you oh. got from the area, Tom? You talked about that uh, one. Well, they, uh, they've they been, you know, it's funny. You know, how it is so weird how these Bass will move in. They'll move in shell because we've had this weird weather, right? And the water temperature was going down, then it was going up, about you know, back and forth. And and well, like today is just a beautiful day. I mean, so what if it rains a little bit? One guy was saying to me yesterday, "Yeah, I'd like to go fishing tomorrow, but it's supposed to rain." And I looked at him and I said, "Hey, that's why God invented rain suits. <laughs> you know, take your rain gear off. Right. So what if it's going to rain? You know, I mean, yeah, they're calling for some rain today, but nothing." Nothing really heavy, I don't think that I heard of. Not like not like thunder and lightning and all that, you know. So, my I, I don't know. biggest muskie ever was on a day like today. Yeah, Gosh. I love days like Just today. Like hey, I maybe love. let's call the technicians and find out what's going yeah. on. Yeah, there's a little bit of a breeze, you know. There's uh, you know overcast skies, a low barometric pressure. Every, everything is in your favor today. You Are you know? getting that on uh, Facebook? No. I'm getting what on Facebook? The weather report. No, I don't even know how what to find What happened to our Geronimo thing. story here? Uh, did you cut, check the Cutting Edge Outdoors Facebook page? I, I, I look at it, but I don't see nothing. I just see me and Danny's picture in our business card. I don't see nothing. Do you see the notifications? No, I don't know where to find those. Right uh, now, I'm uh, looking for- I thought you said you're going to have your son help you look. Yeah, well, he's been busy. See, my one son, he, he who's supposed to help me with this stuff, he works two jobs. He works at, he's a EMT with Bell Ambulance. And then he also works at a pick and save as a bookkeeper, so it's like the kid is hardly ever home. And if he, when he is home, he's sleeping. You know, yeah. he's always working. You know, so all right, I do have the uh, farmers almanac predictions. Yeah, what's our winter prediction? Because I want to so, know if, what's our. Wisconsin prediction. is uh, separated into three different areas. You have the upper area, which is included with the UP and some of the Dakotas and Minnesota. Okay. okay. Then you have below that, it's cut right down the middle, and you have the southwestern area and you have the southeastern area. Let's talk southeastern Wisconsin. So southeastern Wisconsin looks like we are going to have uh, a very warm winter. Good. They are predicting that uh, there's going to be higher than normal temperatures. The only month that is going to be below temperatures is uh, going to be uh, November. What about- Other than that, every month should be above average temperature. They're saying the lake will not freeze over, and that will help with the snowfall. They're saying the only snowfall that it will be higher than normal will be November and March. Okay. So how accurate is that Farmer's Almanac? I don't know. You don't know? I don't think well, it's that how, accurate how they- because they're, they're, I think it was – I think it was two, three years ago they were calling for 
us to have the worst snowfall ever in the history of Wisconsin. And that's the year where it snowed. There's like three big snowfalls, and that was it the entire year. So the almanac was right for like three days. Correct. Okay. I don't. There, nobody's right. That, nope. That's why. That's why weathermen, weather people, weather people. Got some glad you're politically correct. Other people don't have insult any female weather people. Uh, don't I put don't, a Cam Newton I, on us here. <laughs> that's why weather people have jobs because it always changes and they have no clue. They have no. You know, if if any of our listeners are thinking like. They could never kill a bear. You know, that's too hard, especially with, a let's say, a crossbow. In Arkansas, a 10-year-old girl, <clears throat> first time bear hunting, 10 years old with a crossbow, killed a bear, killed a black bear. Yep, 10 years old. So if she can do it, you can do it. Boy, that's well, a, don't you have to be, let that be an inspiration to everybody. Yeah. Don't you have to be really close to... Uh, yeah, a little crossbow, closer. Yeah, but you're little, up in you're up in trees. You're up in trees. You're up in a tree. Now a bear can a bear can climb a tree. That's true. That's true. But normally, if they figure the guy in the trees trying to kill it, they generally go the other way. Usually, black bears. Yeah, they'll they'll they get a whiff of you and they go the other way. Grizzly bears no. generally don't climb. Right, they don't. Climb. Although I did read a great article in Outdoor Life when I was a kid. The title of the article was. This grizzly climbed, oh. and it's a story about this guy, and and uh, he's up in the tree, and the bear kept crawling on up, and it would grab him by the foot, and bite through. And at one point, at one point, it didn't get into his foot, but it got into the boot, and then all of a sudden, the weight of the bear, he went crashing down. The branches wouldn't hold the bear, but then the bear came back up oh. again, grabbed on, and it's trying to pull him out of the tree. The guy ended up getting tore up, but he lived to tell the story. I'd like to look that story up again. So this That's was crazy, and especially nimble grizzly bear who didn't read the book that they're not supposed to climb. <laughs> Evidently, this was the precocious one. This is the one. Well, that... there, there was that movie, The Grizzly Man. Oh, that guy. it was. Did you ever hear about that movie? Yeah. What happened it, it, was. Did you hear about the movie? It was a guy that lived. He did a documentary. He was yeah, up there filming and living yeah. with them. Live with the bears. Yeah. And then and one day they ate him. And one day they ate him. Yep. Yep. And they, he'd they, give them little names. He'd give them names. And he'd and sit there and lay him. with them. And yeah. He'd talk to them. Yeah. And, well, he had a fox, I think, that would come in and hang yeah. with them. And, but one day, one bear just got tired of this guy hanging around, you know? He got a little hungry. He wanted a little snack. Hey. I wonder, what are you doing? Hang it. Oh, well, there was one particularly aggressive bear, I guess, that he mm-hmm. had had some run-ins with. But he was one of the type that thought that, you know, if you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. Um, well, yeah, maybe yeah. most of the time. Yeah. It's all good until that one decides to kill you. Yeah, that's and, right. and And not that they kill you. A grizzly bear won't really generally kill you to consume you but sometimes i think when they do happen to kill you they figure well might as well now that i've killed them i might as well (laughs) might as well eat them here yeah Yeah. i'm here what the heck well listen we got to go to a break folks 799 wild animal what oh that's wild animal what do you expect what What do you expect wild Wild animals that's right uh, you can give us a call, 799-1250. He's Danny Bush. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. Greg Janik is behind the boards. We'll be right back with more. We are on both 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's the final countdown. 
Welcome back, folks. You are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. You are taking a ride on the crazy train this morning with Danny and me. Just want to let you all know that uh, if you remember her, she was on the show a couple months back. Uh, Lori Scherf. She uh, not she's she's a musky angler. She's a bow hunter, gun hunter. Uh, you know she does a lot of stuff. She makes her own bucktails and sells them. They're called Boo Bucks uh, or Bow Bucks. B O U. Is it Boo Bucks or Bow? Boo Bucks. It's, it's Halloween. Been, I thought it would be Boo. Yeah. Well, anyway, Lori's going to be in the studio October twenty eighth. So uh, we got her coming in. She she was really good the last time she was here, and I expect her to be really good again. She's got a lot of good knowledge, got a lot of good stories, and all that. So Lori's going to be here. Lori Scherf on October twenty eighth. Okay, done with that. Okay, put that in the wrong. So I figured that perhaps we can get a hold of a technician. Yeah, over and find out shop. what's going on out there. Yeah. Oh, and got to remind everybody that uh, the Three Charlies tournament is going to be on October twenty first. You get your applications out at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. It's a two person tournament, and uh, or if you want to fish by yourself, you can and. But you got to pay the whole entry fee yeah. <laughs> for for the boat. So get some schmoda. Yeah, split it with you. Yeah, and uh, half of the proceeds go to yeah, yeah. the first, second, and third place. The other half of the proceeds go to stocking muskies into Pewaukee Lake in in mem- memory of John Layman. So, who do we got over at the Smokies at the Muskie Shop? We have Nick. Oh, hey, Nick. Hey, guys. Good morning. It's Nick over by uh, Smokey's Musky Shop. How's yeah. it going? Yeah, we're we're doing good. How you busy this morning over there? Ah, uh, we're 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 moderately busy. Yep, we got a bunch of guys on the water here fishing like a local uh, a, a local tournament, and yeah. uh, and uh, hopefully their turnout is pretty good. What um, what's been going on out on the lake? Have you heard a whole lot? We got the old two Charlies coming soon. Uh, well, hopefully it's the three Charlies, actually. Hey, three excuse Charlies. me, the three Charlies. Did go. I say that two? Was, that was Tom's fault. He <laughs> got me messed oh, up, too. Okay, the three Charlies, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, things have been going pretty good. You know, um, miraculously, every now and then, guys are getting them on a sucker. Otherwise, rubber has been working pretty good on the west end. You know, guys are finding them on the east end in, in pockets and, and valleys, you know, on bucktails and suics and um, some glide baits. Um, but overall, I mean, you know, things have been going pretty good. Okay, so they are getting some fish. Now, tell me, Nick, tell our audience, when you catch bluegills off the dock there by Smokies, what are you using? Um, I use uh, a mini mite, a.k.a. the mighty mite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Nick will go out on the dock when it's slow, you know, and he'll smoke some bluegills. You know, he just starts catching mite. some bluegills. And uh, and they sure do like that mini mite off the docks there. So oh, they do. Yep, my yeah. favorite color, or my two favorite colors, is the orange head with the with the green flake body, and then the white body with the pink head. Yeah, it's uh, it's not green flake; it's chartreuse flake. Yeah. Okay. Sparkly chartreuse. I'm yeah. always correct. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Well, if people come in looking for your it, colors, huh? <laughs> gotta know your colors. Yeah, I gotta know your colors. You know, did you know there's a green chartreuse and a yellow chartreuse? What? There's two different chartreuses. And here's the other question, Nick. Can you spell chartreuse? <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> That's a good one. A R T R O U S E. No, there's no O in it. No. C H A R C H A R E U. That's right. E U S E. Look at Greg over there. Yeah, he's hot. Anyway, so Nick, 
Anything else that you've been hearing from? Oh, you got a lot of suckers right now out there, Smokies, right? Absolutely. Come on down. We are we are stock chock loaded with suckers. Um, I have everything from six to sevens all the way up until probably your eighteen. And you got all the rigs needed for your uh, catch and release sucker rigs, or you know, fast strike hooks, oh, yeah. quick I have, sets. I have plenty of quick strike rigs, um, mm-hmm. Z leaders. Um, Come on down, check us out. We have we have plenty of stuff for your fall musky adventures. And you got all the lures that anybody will ever need for muskies. Everything but the kitchen sink, guys. All right, and you also have a lot of non-musky stuff too for the bass, northerns, walleyes, panfish. You got all that too, so it's a one-stop shop. Absolutely. And you have boats for rent with and without motors. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. No, no, it's not absolutely. It's absolutely. So you, you don't have to laugh at that. Sorry. Yeah, you don't, don't have to laugh at that. All right. You in this, Nick. Hey, Nick, thanks for uh, t- taking a few Take minutes care, with us. All right. Well, hey, guys, thanks for the call. Have a great day, and uh, let's go catch some fish. Yeah, all, all right. right. Talk to you later, Nick. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, Nick is one of the new. You haven't met him yet, have you, Dan? I met him. Did you? Oh, you finally so. did? Okay, yeah. He's one of the new. New technicians. Technicians there at Smokey's Musky Bacon new Tackle improved. Shop. He moves a lot faster than the old guys like Gordy <laughs> and... Yeah, although Gordy will hustle out to the pier quick if there's a good-looking girl. Any boat, any ladies in bikinis, Gordy, he's out there. Gordy looks like Usain <laughs> Bolt. Yeah, he's running right out there. Right you know, there have been a lot of, uh, when I was out there the other day, uh, there, there's a lot of weeds along that western shoreline because we've been getting, a, uh, or what would that be? No, that would be the southeastern shoreline. Right. A lot of west winds. Yeah, a lot of lot of winds coming out of that northeast or something like that. But yeah, it's all blowing into there, and and uh, the guys over there they they try to rake them up as best they can, you know, because a lot of those weeds get cut up out in the lake. You know, people driving around in their boats, and then they, if you get the right wind, it just blows right into there. It's terrible. So anyway, you heard the story Horton told us, I think years ago. What was where, that? Well, one of the one of the kids at Smokies years ago got the bright idea of. Of like trying to burn the weeds. Oh no! <laughs> the in the water, yeah. or oh no! Or when he got them on shore. In the water, I think it was. But then I thought what it was happened on shore. Was and no, no, this is what happened. He tried. <laughs> what was it? He tried tried to burn the gas out of the bottom of the boat or something, and oh. then the gas tank went on. And he threw the gas tank in the water, and it lit the floating weeds on on fire. And then the floating <laughs> weeds started to light the dock on fire. Oh my god! Yeah. And then Lois stuck her head out the door of the bait shop and says, Boys, I smell something burning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and then one of the kids turned around and said, Oh yeah, one of the motors is just smoking a little bit extra here, Lois. <laughs> okay. And she went back in and they put the fire out. Oh yeah. Oh, I gotta tell you something. Uh I went over by my buddy Sal's house last night because we're starting our olives. What? And and this is so weird. Yeah, okay. Uh, two years ago, my You're friends growing olives. My, no, my friend Sal. Uh, y- you know, when you get olives off the tree, they're hard, they're bitter, they're nasty. They have to be cured. Okay. And he gave me some of these olives that he cured, and they were awesome. Now they're green. They're kind of you know good size. They're green, but they don't taste like the green olives you get out of the jars. Nothing like that at all. And so I said, Sally, these are awesome. These are wonderful. I love these. How do you make these? You got to show me how. So this was the year he's showing me how. We got about, what did we get, 36 pounds of olives. And you wouldn't That's believe. A lot of olives. You, yeah, <laughs> olives. Yeah. He you, grew those on a tree? No, no, no. He bought those. Anyway, he bought them. 
But oh, yeah, you wouldn't believe what company. the first ingredient is, is to cure them. You have to put lye in the water with them. Lye. Yeah, I mean, lye is caustic. It's like Drano, it's like, you know? It's like it's, um, it's, acid. Yeah, is it, exactly. Isn't it like what, a byproduct of acid or something? something? Lye is what people use to... Put dead bodies well, on. But disintegrate people yeah, so there's no evidence. Exactly. So, and I said, you're like kidding me. Like, they put me. bodies in lie and it completely said, disintegrates. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, he put <laughs> the lie. Try that sometime. With <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Lie put a with squirrel the... in a chewbox. Also, Are you guys done? We're done. Okay. He puts the lie in with the water and all that. Oh, now, see, you got him started now. The <laughs> <laughs> container that can, yeah. like, plastic container. Okay, puts, it's got to be yeah, airtight. Yeah, it's. Well, this was a plastic <laughs> containers, of course. And anyway, he puts the lye in the water and all that. And you let it sit for 24 hours. It ter- turns like a maroon, he says. And then you have to rinse it two to three times a day for a week. And eventually, when the water's clear, and then you you got to take a slice out of one to make sure it did what it's supposed to do. He was pointing it out to me. And those olives are great. And then we're going to make some experiments on how to make them last longer. Anything you know. that takes that much work, Tom, better yeah. be. They better be Better good. be goddamn fantastic. Well, they are. I think they I'd really rather are. clean a squirrel on the tailgate of my truck no, it's, in the cold and, well, that, and clean and eat that because that's about as much work. Well, that's why you got to do a big batch. You know, you got to do a 36 big pounds batch. worth. I, Huge I, batch. I was hoping for 40 pounds. We should never liked olives. We should have made more. These you might like. Never like these. Olives. You might. These were pretty. Never, I'm a fan of olives. More black olives than green olives. Yeah. Well, when you Never try these, like I said, they don't taste nothing like a green olive out of the jar. No, they're they don't have that vinegary thing to go in with them. No, no, nothing like that. These are excellent. Actually, kind of nutty and buttery and all that. It's really good. So, anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> How about you, Danny? Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> head over to the beer depot in Pewaukee and pick up an Emil's frozen pizza. Ooh, no, no, nice. ri- no ribs. Those are Emil's greatest. delicious. Yeah, yeah. Emil's great frozen do, pizza. Man. Do you get any of their uh, the uh, the smoke stuff? Uh, no. Oh, and oh, next yeah. week I got to talk. I saved a ton of money by switching to Geico this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. We got to we got to get we'll them talk for about a that next week. Yeah. To yeah. all <laughs> the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll talk to you all next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.